This episode is brought to you by the following sponsors. What's good? I'm Zay Moore. And I'm Juma. And And this this is the Zay Zay Something Something Podcast. Podcast. The podcast that promotes growth through conversations. So sit back and listen while we say something here on the Zay Something Podcast. Welcome back. It is episode 22. Hey, yo. We making moves out here. Can uh, you feel it, Mr. Krabs? Oh, okay. You know what? That's how we start. That's <laughs> the energy we on. That's the energy we on. All right, it's gonna be a great episode, everybody. You hear that? <laughs> Mr. Krabs is in the building. Um, <laughs> um, shout out to the supporters, to the fellow conversationalists, the Conversation Nation. I appreciate y'all. Conversation Nation. We out here. We growing, man. But um, yeah, thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting, sharing. Uh, y'all are dope. Last week we talked about our friendships, and y'all are very much a part of my friendship circle. So I appreciate y'all for listening. We got in our feels a little yeah, bit, a little bit, a little bit. Talked about some past friendships. Talked about. I um, actually went and like cried after we got done talking. You lying like shit. I. She's lying. She was, kicked me out the house. She cussed me out. I was bawling. Uh, I was so sad. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh my god, I don't yeah. have any friends. That's where we box after the episode. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> but um, I do want to say, because I did get pressed about this. Um, if you're wondering if you are a second string friend. Oh my gosh. You probably are. No, just <laughs> went. Oh, no. Don't just, do your people like that. I'm just playing. Um, I didn't. That I misspoke, and there's a lot of people that I didn't name specifically in the podcast, but y'all know y'all friends, man. Best friends. My friends, your friends, best yeah, friends. Yeah, we out here. We, I got mad friends. So, we're going to jump right into the episode, though. <sighs> Actually, before we, we before we get into that, Juma, how was your week? Same shit, different week. <laughs> oh, word, damn. <laughs> damn. It's the same shit. You should probably flush your toilet. That's all I'm saying. You know what? Because it's thinking here. Um, anyways... <laughs> Jumping right into, I had a um, I had a good week. You didn't. Oh, ask I me. I don't. I yeah. didn't care about your. You week, didn't ask, so. but yeah, that was kind of. Yeah. How was it though? Nah, you know what? I don't even want to talk about it. All anymore. right, and yeah. <laughs> jumping right into the episode, uh, say less, say more. This is the icebreaker segment where we share as much or as little as we want to on a random question or topic of conversation. So, I believe it happened a couple weeks ago, but on Love and Hip Hop, um. Joe Budden and Safari, we didn't talk about it here, but Joe Budden and Safari basically had a disagreement um, on a trip that they took. And if you don't watch Love and Hip Hop, it's Ratchet TV. It really is. It's super, yeah, super Ratchet. Uh, I don't personally watch it, but I'm a fan of some of the people who are on the show. I used to watch it religiously. I remember that. You and Maurice both. I, I kind of gave up With on it because it's just face. so Hollywood now. And it looked fake. It's all fake. But yeah, that's it. Anyway. So, um, long story short, they had a, a previous beef, but this week was the Love and Hip Hop reunion show. And Safari had some words for Joe Budden because in their initial argument, it was uh, one-sided. Joe Budden kind of talked over him and dominated that argument. Safari didn't do anything. So Safari, did, at the reunion, snapped off. And just kind of was like, you were showing out for the cameras. You're not really like that. We can meet up after the, you know, after this at the hotel. Typical love and hip hop. Yeah. Fake shit. Yeah, basically. And uh, since Santana, Joe's uh, fiance jumped in the argument and she was like, if you got a problem with him, you have a problem with me and him. Like, so my question is, should women jump into their man's arguments? Ah. <sighs> 
Because, okay, as a man, I don't feel like it's a woman's... You know, I'm not even going to say that. Fin- I'm not finishing that sentence because that's going to come off real quick. Oh, my gosh. That. So, <laughs> okay, I am guilty of doing this, but... I'm also guilty of like starting an argument with a man and like expecting, expecting. Maurice to like, if need be, finish it. Yeah. So I am. So you I don't do this anymore, but I'm a hothead. Okay. I have I have a very bad temper when it comes yeah. to getting into arguments or fights. Like yeah, if if we get into it, we're getting into it. I don't care if you're a man, woman. Like you're a whatever, dog, farm animal, whatever. <laughs> you just, just fighting everything. Exactly. You can relate. <laughs> Fucking farm I animal. Hate you so if much. y'all didn't know, Jim was a farm animal. It's a running joke off camera. Well, well, yeah. She I, always making noises, snorting and shit. Okay, so. so I started like snorting when I laughed like a couple months ago, and yeah. I've never snorted a day in my life Man. until now. And he calls me a farm animal yeah, her because true I snort. Are coming out, you know, a true being. It's okay, be a farm animal. It's cool. You know what? <laughs> I can't stand my you. Bad. I didn't mean to interrupt. The <laughs> explanation. Go ahead. But I have jumped in, and I know it wasn't right, but I have jumped in at times when I probably shouldn't have. Yeah. Like if I, but it's just like natural reflex to see somebody you love getting into a dispute. You automatically want to jump in and defend your man. Yeah. Especially me with the hot head, <laughs> and he'll be like, "Juma, cool out, cool right. out with that. Yeah. I got this. I got this." Right. And once he gives me the like the sit down, I got this. Yeah. Then that's when I'm like, okay, babe, all right. Right. I'm gonna sit my ass down. Yeah. Then you calm down. Then I'm unless like, all right. Unless involved, and then you like, nah, fuck that, Nick. Unless, but, unless the other dude has like a girl, then I'm gonna fight her. Yeah. Then you get in. <laughs> Look, don't incriminate yourself. You're not fighting anything. Okay. We don't fight over here on the Say Something podcast. Um, but nah. Um, no, I, I get that. But I think, I think it. I'm gonna go back to what I was saying originally. It's not necessarily a woman's place to to argue with a strange man, like a stranger, like, and I that's gonna sound super problematic, and I'm probably gonna get hit up about it, but if especially my girl, I don't want my girl arguing with some dude because because that's only gonna escalate the situation. Joe said something in in that exchange. He was like, "Sin, calm down," because if if you if he say something to you. I gotta fuck him up. And that's literally Maurice's No, like thing for real. Every single time. It's like time. stop, calm yeah. down, because I gotta fuck somebody up behind this. Exactly. You not you're not finna say something to him and him just take it. He's gonna say something. He don't know you, so he gonna say something back. And I really gotta fuck this nigga up. Yeah. And not just the regular fuck up. I gotta do this nigga dirty dirty. Right. So I, I don't I don't want Because it's basically giving the person ammo to yeah. like come back and like right. call me a bitch or exactly. like call me what like call yeah. me something on my Yo, name. Yo, shut your bitch up. And then right. it's like nah, And then it's like nah now, now we gotta throw I, hands. Yeah, it's, it's a rap. <laughs> like you getting fucked up. So I just think in in that dis- in a dispute like that, just let your man handle it. And don't purposely cause the scene thinking that your man should have to back it up because then that's problematic in that. And I'm not, and I know you said that you may have done that in the past. And the reason you don't do it anymore is probably because you realize that is yeah. problematic. Oh, behavior. yeah, it is super problematic. But now I'm going to flip it on you because would you jump into a fight like to fight for your woman 
if she's in an argument if with, if a, with a woman, with a woman, with a woman, uh, I would try to stay out of it. That's a man has no place in a woman's disagreement mm. at all. But if a nigga get involved, if like if if it's a situation where a nigga get involved, then of course I'm jumping in. But if it's just her and a girl arguing, I'm gonna that let that you, happen. You just gonna let that? If she's getting jumped, if it's multiple girls, yeah. It's yeah. I'm not saying I'm gonna hit a woman, but they gonna get the fuck off of my girl. <laughs> like my girl ain't getting jumped around. Me. We and know I'm, what you saying. No, nah, I don't know. Y'all, nah, I'm not saying anything. Nah, I'm just saying. I know what you saying because not, Corey says the same thing. So. It's not. It's not <laughs> gonna exactly go that way. I'm saying. gonna call the proper authorities. And you we're gonna so we're, we're gonna wait until this thing gets resolved by the proper authorities because I'm not gonna incriminate myself <laughs> by saying on microphone recorded audio that I would in any way harm a woman. Oh okay? my god! But <laughs> bitch, you get it? <laughs> but now, so I, I would I would try to stay out of that disagreement. I, I think it's it's best to let each person handle their disputes yeah. by themselves. Right. You could throw a bitch out there. No, I'm just fine. Don't do that. Because that's only going to escalate it's, situation. Yeah, yeah, it's just going to escalate it. Situation. And, you know, I've been, I've been learning. I've yeah, learned. Don't do that. <laughs> um, what y'all think? Write us on the Instagrams. You know, tell us. Text us. Let us know. We're going to start the conversation. Anyways. <laughs> All right. So, we're going to jump into what they say. And so, this segment... Is where we update you on current events in the world and in the culture. We keep an ear to the streets so y'all can know what they saying. So, if you guys haven't heard, uh, Nicki Minaj is currently on tour in Europe. And she has since canceled now her third show uh, due to technical difficulties is what they're saying. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so when fans found out, so I think, it, I want to say that... It was a couple hours before the show was supposed to start that they are finding out that the show is canceled. Yeah. Which, eh, pretty messed up. You should let your fans know before they got their whole fit on. Right, called know, off work. Already at the... No, I'm talking literally at the venue. Like, yeah, yeah, they yeah, are yeah. there. She should work on that. Yeah. Anyway, <clears throat> so when fans found this out, they started chanting Cardi B outside the venue and this happened twice now where they've been chanting and shouting cardi b cardi b my question is why is it that female rappers are constantly pinned up against each other as if there can only be one woman rapper Mm -hmm. in the game when that it just makes no sense to me yeah um i think uh, well, first, I want to say the reason for the, and the, I'm no way, in no way, shape, or form, trying to uh, defend Nicki Minaj because I don't like her attitude as of late. I'm not, a, I'm not a fan of her attitude right yeah, now, it's, but it's, still to be shouting Cardi B at what was supposed to be her concert, yeah, right? It's, it's disturbing to me. So with that, with that, I would say um, people are, they just go to the extreme when they're disgruntled about a situation. I worked in fast food before. Um, when I was in high school and a little bit in college, I worked at Wendy's. Um, and if people would come in and they would get mad about the service or get mad because something took too long, they'd be like, fuck this, I'm going to McDonald's. Or McDonald's wouldn't be like this. It's like, it's that same kind of idea. They just go to whatever the competitor is to match it up. So in moments like that, they like, 
Cardi, they probably thinking or saying in the line, yeah, Cardi B's concerts didn't get canceled. Cardi B wouldn't con- wouldn't cancel her concert last minute like this. We wouldn't be standing out- outside waiting for a concert. That's not going to happen if we were at a Cardi B concert. So, it, you know, they try to, because she's her direct competition in the arena of rap. Now, bigger than that, um, rap is a very competitive genre. It is. So I think that has something to do with the reason um you see the them pinning artists up against each other cuz it's not just women it's not just female rappers it's white rappers But and- I'm going to disagree with you because there's so many male rappers and on top of that whack male rappers yeah, it's, it's true whack as hell Right. And they are not compared to one another. Yes, rap yeah. is a competitive yeah. genre where you you the whole art of like rap battling and like trying to be the best. Yes, that is there, mm-hmm. but you don't see the media constantly like, oh well, let's compare uh, Jay Z to you know so and so or like. Well, Jay Z is god level. Well, time, okay, so. yeah. I'm, 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 just, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm trying to think of a. I was trying to think of a good example, no, no, no. but like, let's compare freaking Kodak Black to Lil Uzi Vert. Like, right. you know, like yeah, you yeah. don't see the media doing that. They understand the nuance in 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 male rappers, but they don't like identify with the nuance in female rappers. They just think because she's female and she's rapping that they have to be against each other or you have to pin them up and compare them to one another. I get you. I do agree that they, it is done. Um, maybe maybe it is just specifically rap. Because I, I try to think about other genres where women are... Um, compared. Compared. And it's, you don't see that that often. Like in acting, you don't see them putting up uh, Gabrielle Union against uh, Gabrielle Cinebay or whatever her name is. You know what I mean? Like just because... And that was the girl that played Pressures, right? I don't even know who yeah. that is. Yeah, y'all know. This is <laughs> but uh, but you don't you don't compare women in that genre. So I'm wondering, is it just rap? And and if so, then that would kind of go lean towards my argument where it's because it's rap and rap is it. And don't roll your eyes at me. No, I I agreed with you on that part. Yeah. I'm just saying. But it, it no, it is it is messed up. I think what it boils down to, especially in rap, is the minority group. Um, Cause white rappers get it, Eminem against yeah, they, MGK. Yeah, okay. It's it's so what it's the minority in the rap game. They they will always get if if it was two trans rappers that came out right now, mm-hmm. they would be pinned up against each other. You know what I mean? Because they would be minorities in that. <laughs> Why are you looking at me like? No, I'm I'm taking oh, okay. in what you're saying. Yeah, but if if it was two trans rappers or two gay rappers, they would always line them up against each other because they're in the same. Realm and I'll use quotations around that because, yeah, yeah, people like to group stuff together. Um, but well, I do think it's a problem. Overall, I do think it's a problem. I think it is. I and I don't. I don't like the idea that you're at someone else's concert and you're you're promoting their beef. Like right. that. Those are supposed to be her fans, and if you're really her fans, then. Yeah, the internet is so fickle, and fans are super fickle. Like they they sway with the wind. One thing happens, and everybody's on the other side. So it's like people pay for these concerts. They take time off of work for these concerts. If it gets switched, it's like I might not be able to attend that one. Yeah, 
I got kids. I got a babysitter tonight. Right. I won't be able to get this babysitter. You know what I mean? So it, there's a lot of factors. And Nikki really needs to get that figured out because yeah. how are you canceling a show a couple hours before? Not even like people are already in the venue and you're saying, oh, the show has been canceled. Yeah. Aren't they supposed to do like like sound checks like eight hours so, beforehand? So what I heard with this situation specifically is that she was having trouble with her equipment. And it wasn't... That's what I heard. Yeah. But who knows what's really going on? But yeah, that's what I heard. It was like the equipment or something wasn't right or it didn't get there on time or it wouldn't fit or some shit. Like they didn't have they the venue wasn't properly um They were saying the electricity. Yeah, something like that. Wasn't up to par with the with the yeah. The production that she was trying to put on. Exactly. So, who knows? Nikki get that shit together. For real. <laughs> <laughs> For real. Um Another thing that happened this week was Kodak Black and Young and May got into a little bit of a a, a tift. Um, I have an opinion about this. Oh, okay. We're gonna we're gonna get right into it then. Um, so if y'all don't know, Kodak Black wrote he had a song that recently released, and in the verse he said something about um, if I would still f Young and May even if or if she only if she had a coochie or if she had a coochie or something like that something along those lines and young and may if you don't know she's a female rapper from new york but she's a lesbian and she pretty much presents as a male mm-hmm. like you honestly if you saw her on the street you probably you, thought you would think that yeah, she got the voice she got like yeah. whiskers on her chin and shit like she she's she a cute man but i ain't say that <laughs> that was juma i hope y'all know the difference between our voice <laughs> but yeah, so so with him saying that, it, she kind of got a little. The internet went crazy and got upset with him for it because she's gay or a lesbian. Like she doesn't like him and what he has. So why would you make that? I don't know. I think Kodak Black is a troll. I'm gonna just say that. Um, I think he's yes, a hundred percent. I think he is a yeah. troll. Um, I'm gonna put this out there. I think that. He is basically like spewing out kind of some like. Oh, oh you think he gay on the low? Is yeah, yeah. I don't. Yeah, basically like internally he may have some. Hmm. Tell me more. Homoerotic thoughts. Tell me more. Tell me a little more. Okay, because Young and May presents herself as a man. Mm-hmm. Why would you? explicitly talk about a a lesbian woman who literally wants nothing to do with dick <laughs> literally nothing to do with dick and say that you want to fuck her as she presents herself as a man like so you want to fuck someone who looks like a dude basically okay so mm, i see what you're saying i see but, what you're saying like, but i just think i think in his, I think music is a very, um, very open field medium to get your jokes across, to speak in hyperbole, just to be super exaggerated. And so I think that was like Biggie said, um, hey, she's so fine. I suck a daddy dick or some shit like that. No, there are like multiple songs where like <laughs> so, rappers have said some. Really oh yeah, they they, they say some super you know questionable shit. Yeah. So I think, and that's what I, that, it kind of goes to the, the idea of people speaking in exaggerated form. So 
he's saying she's still a woman at the end of the day. So I would still have sex with this woman. Regardless of so her So basically, her you, hate, you hate women and you don't respect the fact that she doesn't want penis in her life. Why do you have to go straight to hate yeah. women? <laughs> because that's that's a like, big you jump. hate femininity like so no. much that you... <laughs> we not doing that. I'm not, I'm not letting you get that off. No. Nah. Nah. Nope. Nah. Because I think... Okay. I think a portion of it was... When he kept going with it, because I believe it was like an exchange back and forth. Um, when he kept going with it, I think that's where it got problematic. And it's like, all right, she's uncomfortable with it. She's She don't like what you got, my brother. Let that shit go. But I think the reason he doubled down on it was because he w- it was it came off as a joke. But then when people got upset, he's like, oh, he's a contrarian. So when people get upset about it, he's like, oh, okay, y'all don't like that? Bet. I'm going to do it more. So I'm going to really go in for it. Um, but Kodak, like, don't take that nigga serious. No, no. And then people try. My bad. No, I. Um. He's just ugh. And on top of that, he's an ugly ass dude. <laughs> like ugly as shit. Yeah. Ugly as the bottom of my. Sh- uglier than the bottom of my shoe. Whoa, like man, you got some ugly ass shoes. You know? I, I swear. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> fucking ugly. Like even if she was bad as hell, cute. Like. Hey. Like how would I be pulling some baddies uh, on the low? I. I wouldn't blame her if she still didn't want your dick. Like, because you ugly. (laughs) Look, I don't know. But I ain't got no shoe in the game on that. But to say that you want to have sex with someone just because they're still a woman, doesn't that, like, just kind of send some red flags? Okay, and and this is the thing that people have been saying because he has an allegation against him for sexual misconduct or something like that. Yep. and so they're trying to put that into play with the whole idea of him. She doesn't want, she doesn't like him, but he's still trying to force himself on her. And it's I'm creepy. Like, I'm like, nah, but that's going too far. They're just words. And it's, it, it's in, it was in a song. Not saying you that. You can still be a creep with words. You can still very be a true. Very true. Very words. true. And I'm not, and I'm not saying just because it's in a song that it's okay, but. I don't think he meant it literally. But then again, this goes back to me not being him. So I don't know what he meant li- literally. So I can't even be the judge. It's hard to defend shit in this day and age. I swear to God, man. I'm just saying. Think like, about it. Think about it. Ah, all right. Kodak is canceled, people. Is oh, what I hear. Okay. Let's move on. No, I'm just playing. He's not canceled. <laughs> but I just think he's funny. Okay. Um, The other thing is just hilarious. So she made an insensitive video. Um, about Muslims when, and what she perceived to be Muslim because there's a difference. Yeah. But um, she made a video. So the whole context of the story is she was getting on a plane or she was on a plane and everybody had to evacuate. And as everybody was evacuating, there was uh, some guys on a, with turbans getting off of the plane. Oh, so um, it was them getting off. Oh, I thought it yeah. was them getting on. Nah, they all had to evacuate. I just found this out too. Oh, okay. So everybody had to get off. And when everybody got off, she made that video. Okay. So then I guess I don't know if everybody was getting back on and those guys weren't on the plane or some in some shape or form. I did hear that they were not on the plane when they went back. Yeah. Okay. So that's when she, you know, she had already made the video, but then she was like, I don't feel safe or whatever because I was for real nervous. I don't, these guys was here at first and now they're not. So now I'm justified in feeling the way that I felt. It's how she felt about it. Because when everybody was pressing her about it on the internet, she kind of doubled down and was like, look, 
I was scared for my life. Y'all, y'all ain't life. Y'all not going to tell me how to feel. I felt how I felt and what. And then after she got educated and people really went in on her for doubling down on it, she changed her tune. She wrote up a statement and apologized because the guy, the men were actually Sikh. Yep. Mm-hmm. And if you know what the, that is, it's a religion. It's a different, like Muslim, like uh, Islam and, and that get confused yeah. very often, but they have like the turbans mm-hmm. and a lot of times you'll see like, um, like Indian males wearing that yeah. frequently, but not the same thing. Yeah. And it's, <laughs> it's, it's Indian. It's, it's Indian, not Middle Eastern. And, mm-hmm. and because it's so close, people get them confused, but, um, so the the question I wanted to ask was, um, do you think her ignorance is justified after? Okay. Or first, do you think her apology was sincere? I didn't. I didn't see her apology. Mm-hmm. I didn't watch her video. Um, but I did hear that she basically. Well, what you were saying is how she was coming back saying like, well, see, this is why I was scared and because mm-hmm. they're not here now. That part was wrong, but I actually was ignorant and like not informed of the difference like a, a long time ago. This yeah. was back when I was younger, maybe in my teens. Yeah. I didn't know the difference. Yeah. And I went and educated myself on mm-hmm. the difference of those religions um, so I can understand the ignorance piece of it and her not knowing the difference. Like, it's fine to be ignorant as long as, like, there's, there's so much information available to us that you should be able to go and look that up. Mm-hmm. As far as her apology, I don't like that she was trying to defend her saying that and then come out with a, with an apology. Mm-hmm. It, it feels like somebody in the background was saying, just, you gotta, you gotta, apologize people are mad like you gonna mess up the bag you know exactly you're fucking up the money so i think that it's okay to be ignorant as long as you are willing to learn from it and not try to like defend your your stupid comments if that makes sense so and i i i agree with you to it i agree with you on that um i know with especially with jess i follow her on instagram and i think she's a funny comedian i think she's a funny personality She's been under fire for some of the stuff that she's done in the past, and I can't remember specifics, but she's she finds herself um, apologize, not apologizing, but defending her jokes a lot. So I think she just thought this was another case where the internet is tripping. I'm going to defend this. I'm going to double down, and it's going to blow over. Nah, nah son. Right. This, this, is, this is way more serious. Especially but this goes back to what, one of the questions that we were talking about, uh, like, can comedians go too far? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, or should could should comedians be politically correct? Exactly, and I still think there's a, I think there's a a, a way to get across of a, a funny joke, whether it's race related, whether it's not politically correct in any way. I think there's a way to get that off, but you have to be skilled in the art of comedy to get that joke off. My favorite comedian is Andrew Schultz. I went to his comedy show last week. Hilarious. He has a tranny joke. He has jokes against uh, about white privilege. He has like really risky jokes that would they tear the the audience apart. People are very pol- polarizing jokes, but then they come together and he finds the funny in it. And it's, it's smart funny. You have to really think. I think she tried to make a hacky joke 
that turned in. It was, you know, like, don't nobody do that no more. Yeah, it's very, like, 2003-ish. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) And coming off of the New Zealand thing, you know, the reason these people got killed was because people were afraid of their religion. Right. So you plant, like, buying into this, this fear tactic the day after, 24 hours after the New Zealand thing happened... That's yeah, corny. It, it was super corny. She claims in her apology that she wasn't aware of the New Zealand thing. I don't believe her in that because I know she's in the comments on the shade room on Instagram all the time, and the shade room posted about it. So I just think that she, it was a it was a hacky joke that she shouldn't have tried to get off. And then her apology, I think, in some areas was a little forced because she probably was fucking up the money, endorsements, whatever. Um, she did say she was uh, donating like fifteen thousand dollars to some charity for. Um, I do appreciate that if she yeah. if she really is. Yeah, but I just think you got to think more. You you have to think a little further before you try to make these stupid jokes on the internet. Put the phone down. I'm a I'm a advocate for not recording everything. Mm-hmm. I post I make Snapchats all the time. I don't post half of them. I don't post ninety percent of them. And even if I and like I'm not that person that's on my phone recording everything trying to find the funny and just random shit throughout the day. I think that we as a as a generation need to get the fuck off the phones for a little bit. Stop looking for the viral moments. Stop looking for like trying to re-record everything and make shit funny. I don't know. I just think we need to stay away from the phones for a little bit. I feel you stuff. on that. So it takes away from us. Yeah, it takes away from the moment. Live in the moment a little more. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so Jess, I still love you. You know, you still the homie. If you ever want to be on the podcast, you know, come on down. But, but I think was, it's gonna be a while. <laughs> hey, you don't know She's my. She's gonna life. be quiet for a little bit. But it was it was distasteful. It was a distasteful joke, and it, you could have executed that way better. Very much so. Yeah. Um. So we're gonna jump right into the conversation. Uh, in this segment, we get deep and sometimes uncomfortable. We ask tough questions and share our unpopular opinions with the intention. Of promoting growth through what? Conversation. Hey. <laughs> All right. Um, so we go today we want to talk about uh dreams, passions, uh purpose. What our purpose is. Yeah, what your purpose is. You know, I think a lot of us can relate to the idea of finding your purpose or on the search for your purpose. I feel like our generation it. has such a hard time with this topic and I, I actually have a theory on that and it kind of goes i have a theory on a lot of shit i like but your theories i think uh thank you i appreciate that you know i'll be i'll be thinking i'll be theorizing yeah you be you be <laughs> i'll be thinking sometimes um but i think our generation has a problem with finding our purpose because we have so many categories to find a purpose in it's, it's like, like oversaturation yeah, yeah. or like too many choices makes it more difficult. Exactly. Um, what is it called? It's uh something paralysis. I can't think of the uh fuck. It's like decision paralysis or something like that. But basically I I compare it to Netflix. How many things in your Netflix my list do you have oh, that you have not? Oh my god. Exactly. It's ridiculous. And because there's so many options and you're like, Oh, I'll get to it later. It, you know, you, you never choose to sit down and watch that thing because you have other options. There's so many other options and you don't know where to go. So you don't do anything. Oh, my God. That's my closet. You're like real shit. Putting on clothes. <laughs> if you have too many decisions, you're like, I don't know what to wear. So anyways, we're going to jump right into this. But that's my theory on that, guys. 
Um, let, let me know what your theories are. If you agree <laughs> with me, you know, whatever. Anyways, uh, so Juma, I want to ask, what dreams did you have as a kid? What dreams did I have as a kid? So you know what? It's really funny because all of the things that I wanted to do when I was younger were all super realistic. Mm-hmm. And I just think that's funny because, okay, so I wanted to be a I judge. I theory on that too. I, I wanted to be a judge when I was little, like little, mm-hmm. little. Because okay. I always used to see uh, Judge Judy mm-hmm. on TV. <laughs> and so, judge Juma. So I wanted to be Judge Juma. <laughs> Call me that Judge Juma. Hey, that's what you know what? Sidebar, I like that your mom did that because she supported your dream and then like spoke it into something. Right. Exactly. On the other side of that, I also wanted to be a police officer, which Uh is really funny because that is not my calling whatsoever. Yeah. But just like super realistic ass jobs. Yeah. Like when I was young, and then as I like started to get older, like, you know, teenager years. I wanted to be an orthodontist. Oh. And then I realized that you got to know science and shit. Yeah, you got, you got to show up for those chemistry classes exactly. and biology and I, classes. And I took chemistry yeah. and I was like, fuck this. Fuck all this shit. Like, I don't even need science like that. Like, Not even. Fuck the critical thinking, you know? Fuck that shit. Nah. No, I just did, like, all no. the experiments yeah. and all that. Nah, my dude. Your shit? Not at all. Your shit? Failed, I almost like... failed chemistry. Whoa. Almost. Don't do that. I got... No real shit. Oh, my bad. No, I got a D. I what think I got mean? a D in chemistry. Dang, I'm glad to, I'm glad you made it here. You know, you made it a long way. Thank you. You know, you be chefing up stuff in the kitchen. That's chemistry, you feel me? That is. That's chemistry. You got you that found is. You, you found you a husband. Yo. You got chemistry. Yo! You got chemistry. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> nah. <laughs> But um That is chemistry. It is. It really is. But nah. You still suck at it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but as a kid, me growing up, I I had super realistic um aspirations as far as job career wise. So you I, didn't want to like be Beyonce or anything? Um No. Because <laughs> <laughs> I sure did. Oh, that, that's one of yours too. That was one of mine. Oh, yeah. God, you! Just I, I to forgot. Be yeah, I just forgot to add that. My in. Bad. I wanted to be Beyonce. Beyonce, got it. Yeah, you, you missed but, that but one. But Destiny's Child, Beyonce, mm-hmm. not not crazy in love, Beyonce. Got you, got you. Okay, she wasn't there yet. Got you. I was still young. Dangerously in love, Beyonce. Oh yeah! Was, oh yeah, yeah! 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 Oh, thank you. Yeah, you was dangerous. Thank you. you. I feel it. Okay. 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 <laughs> but um, no, she got crazy in love and dangerously in love. But both you of them. What? Look, both of them. That's dangerous. Both of them. Both of them. Both of them. Dangerously in love. I think she was still with the group, and then crazy. In oh love yeah, you're when right. She got by yeah, so, yeah, so yeah. You see, you, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I'm with you. Mm-hmm. Um. But I I wanted to be a police officer similar to you. You did? Yeah. I it was like little kid thinking. But I have a theory on that and I'm gonna get into that in a second. Okay. But it was uh police officer, firefighter, teacher, very like day to day jobs, yeah. things that I would come in contact with growing up as a kid in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Right. I think the reason that I had those aspirations, because honestly I had no idea what I wanted to do with my life. Yeah. Um and honestly up until recently, I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. But, I still don't know what the fuck I want to do. Yo, it's, 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 <laughs> but we'll get into yeah, that. Yeah, we're okay. gonna definitely get into it because it's a struggle. But um, I think with the school system, especially in our day, we didn't have a lot of exposure to anything outside of what we saw day to day, and then like career days and shit like that when p- people's parents would come in, and sometimes it wouldn't even be people's parents; they would just tell a couple of the cops 
from the local district to come down to. So that's all we had as representation. So what do you, you know, what yeah. do you want? What do you want to be? Oh, a cop. Because that's what. Because that's what you see. Every year. Yeah. April 5th. This fucking police officer in the auditorium saying, hey, you could be a cop too. Get the fuck out of here. But also this. when you're little, you don't even have an understanding right. of like the the real jobs that are out there and like yeah. what's available. Like you're, you're a kid. You understand that police officers, they fight crime. Right. You understand that a judge sends people to jail. You understand right. that a teacher works with kids and teach it like yeah you uh, you can grasp those things a little bit better than you can like yeah. oh my dad works in it and he works with information security right like, like i don't know i don't understand right like all you know is dad is gone and then you're home you don't get to see what happens exactly. on the day to day so and yeah i think it's repetition i think it's exposure i think today's kids have a lot better because they grow up in a time where you see everything. Mm-hmm. It's a lot more transparency and stuff. So they um, they grew up with an advantage of being, you know what? I want to be... And actually, they have exposure to unconventional jobs like YouTube. And that's a whole career yeah. for a 13-year-old can buy their parents a house. You know if, what I mean? If, if you're lucky. But yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. like. Wait, side question. Mm-hmm. Have you ever... When you were a kid, did you ever do like a like a take your child to work day thing like for um, like nah. your mom ever do? Because nah. I remember I did. Yeah, I went to my mom's and then I went to my dad's, but That's I I still didn't understand like what they did. Yeah, they had little like fun activities gotcha. that yeah, we yeah, could yeah. do, but I still didn't comprehend like oh, okay, so mm-hmm. mommy sits at a desk and she types. Right, and yeah. that's all I she understand. She's typing for eight hours, and she, then she uses a big old calculator that mm-hmm. the one that prints, you know, that. Oh yeah. <laughs> I used to. I used to use one. Of those. I used to do books for uh for a gas station overnights. Damn, I forgot about. I hated that shit. <laughs> Doing that shit, little thing come out. I'm like, yo. Um, I'm glad technology. I used to play has, with those. Used to play with calculators. The, the ones that print. Yeah. But you played with calculators, is what you just said. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Because it did the um, sh- We're done doing this podcast. <laughs> she finds enjoyment in playing with calculators. You, My know name, come on. you know what? If I got it. Actually, I'm cool with that because I like math. So, you know what? High five. Yay. All right. That was um, a terrible high five. <laughs> so, how, do, how did things change as we got older? <laughs> well... My my dreams kind of changed and well mm. when I started to get older I wanted to incorporate a passion with your career and I feel mm. like as you get older you start to realize that oh you don't have to do like these mundane jobs you can actually do something that you like mm-hmm. that is a job yeah and so I started to think about that aspect more yeah I think I can agree with that um 100% actually I I realized that it wasn't like a a career wasn't supposed to just be something you do to get money. It was supposed to be something that you liked. Right. So my whole life I was trying to and I guess we'll get into this later, but I was trying to figure out what the fuck it is that I like. Right. And it sounds like a simple question. It sounds like it, but nah. But yo, like I yeah so oh I, at one point I wanted to be a choreographer I was like I'm gonna be a choreographer I'm gonna be making up dance videos for Usher and shit moves. not not exactly but bom, uh, bom, bom. <laughs> yeah <laughs> <I hate you. laughs> um 
but just like I was trying to figure out shit that I like that I do in my daily life that I like that I wouldn't mind doing as a career and yeah it's tough it really is but the funny thing is you know what I'm not even gonna go there anyway (laughs) but how was college for you and like what was your experience like in like choosing a major and figuring out like what do I want to be here for four years yeah. for? So coming off of like the things that I like, um, all throughout my school, my elementary, high school, middle school, whatever career, I realized that I love math. Math was my shit, and I was like, I would take math classes and compete with whoever I felt was the smartest in class, and try to do better than them. Um, so I realized I had uh, an affinity towards math as far as skill, but also as an as interest, as an interest. Um, and then my, I think it was either junior or senior year of high school, I took a physics class and really realized I like physics. I kind of always liked science, hated chemistry, biology was cool. Chemistry uh, sucks. <laughs> yeah, that was some bullshit. But um, then physics happened. I was like, this is applied math. I want to do this. Like I like using numbers and figuring out. Like you good throw, for you. Like it was, it was, it was fun. So you throw a ball, and depending on the amount of force, it's gonna go this, you know, the arc or whatever. And so I, I found out about electrical engineering, and I was like, okay, this is where I'm gonna go, because I like math, I like science, and I like technology. Um. But so that's what that's how I came to choose in my initial major, which was electrical engineering. But it was a hard process. I was going to say, your journey was a little bit different. Yeah, it was, it was different. I uh, I didn't, like, wholeheartedly want to do it. Like, it goes back to the, the, like, what do you like thing, right? It's like, I like these things, but is this something that I want to do for the rest of my life? And the answer was no. But it took me a while <laughs> to figure that shit out. Just no. It's no. I got. I don't. I got into it because I was like, I like these two things or these three things, and this is gonna bring me a lot of money to afford a lifestyle that I thought I wanted. And who wouldn't want the cushy lifestyle? A bunch of money can do whatever they want at any point, and I still want that lifestyle. But I'm not willing to sacrifice my happiness. Definitely. To to get to it. Um. So, yeah, what about you? How was your experience? My college experience was a little bit different. <laughs> um, so, for many of you, if you're, you know, true listeners, you know that my dad is uh, an African parent. And... What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> that probably was horrible. And I apologize. Basically, he told me, you are going to go to school for this major, mm-hmm. and that's what it's going to be. Oh. And so he, so, he told me, like, you need to do IT. You need to do information systems. Yeah. And I was like, okay. He's a smart guy. He is a very smart man. But is that what I wanted to do? Hell no. I didn't know. Oh. So I was like, you know what? Let me give it a try. I'll give it a shot. Started taking the major classes. And it was everything that I fucking despise mm-hmm. computer programming mm. algebra like math classes 
there there was this like one like Chinese studies class, which I actually liked that class though. Yeah. But just like all these classes that I was terrible at and found extremely boring. <laughs> and it was a lot of pressure because my dad was paying for my school. Right. He was paying for my tuition and I remember I called him trying to explain to him that if I continued with these classes, I was going to fail out of college. Mm -hmm. And he told me, he said, if you drop these classes, I'm going to cut you off and I'm not going to pay for your schooling anymore. Mm. So basically saying that I was going to either his way or the highway, basically, I was either going to drop out or I was going to do what he told me to. And I remember that was probably the hardest time for me because I, I couldn't do it Mm -hmm. though. That that just wasn't my calling whatsoever. Computer programming. Yo, I don't, if any of you out there have ever done computer programming, it's a fucking language. (laughs) Like, Hundreds and thousands of lines of code just to do like super simple shit. No, straight up. And if you fuck up like one simple little number, mm-hmm. you got to go back through all these lines of code and figure out what the fuck you yeah. messed up on. Mm-hmm. It was terrible. That shit used to piss me off. So I secretly switched my major to business. Hey. I switched it to business. Any rock on any block. And I was like, okay, this is my second shot. I'm gonna I'm gonna do better because I was doing terrible in my classes. And I was like, I'm gonna get it together. Start taking those business classes. Hey. Math, finance, accounting. Mm. And that shit was also ass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Big ass. Ugh. Large ass. Bigly ass. I hate look. <laughs> Did you have to take macro and micro? Yes. I hate that shit. My G, man. I I don't think you could yeah. fail a class more than I failed those classes. <laughs> yeah. I swear to God, like that, man, because failed the shit out of those classes. My dumb ass took micro and thought that was gonna be the easy one. Nah, man. Shit. <laughs> literally. Shit. Literally, and so. I felt so lost. I got to a point where I was I was crying to Maurice. I was like, I don't know what to do. Like, mm. I'm failing these classes and I'm like I've never been so bad in school. Like, yeah. I've always been like a B student, like, you know, can get by. Yeah. But I was failing shit out of these classes. <laughs> <laughs> and it made me feel stupid. Yeah. So finally he was like, You gotta just do what makes you happy. Yeah. So I went to my counselor. Or not a counselor, um, but an academic advisor mm-hmm. for business. And I went to her and I was like, please help me. Yeah. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> please help. Oh, hell no. And she was like, oh, okay, don't worry. Don't worry. I understand. I went through the same thing. She's like, I changed my major four times. I was like, okay, you understand right. then. And she was like, well, what do you like to do? I was like... Fucking hate that question, man. I was like, I, was man. like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I was spent hours in the advisor's office like, what do you like? I, I don't fucking, fucking know. know. <laughs> she literally 
don't know. God damn. And then I was like, well, I mean, I'm really good at writing papers. Like, I like writing papers, but I was like, and she was like, oh, well, you like creative writing? I was like, nah, I don't, I don't like creative writing. I'm not mm. creative, like, <laughs> as far as like coming up with shit like that. She was like, well, what about technical writing? Mm. And I was like, what, what the that fuck is that? <laughs> And she was like, oh, but basically you would be a writer for, like, businesses and companies that need, like, you know, information translated into simple terms. Yeah. And I was like, So you'd be technically oh, writing. Oh, technically writing. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I took one class and I fell in love with it. I I'm loved so it so Look much. And um, from there on, I switched my major and that's, that's the major that I graduated with. That's what's up. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Round of applause for the Juma. Thank you. Thank you. But that was, it was rough. It was yeah. super rough. But. Do you think, like, would you consider that, um, well, no, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, I didn't have, other than that, that um, advisor, I didn't have, like, a mentor or anyone to guide me. And so, have you ever had a mentor? Um, No. No. Not not in uh not in the uh a career sense. Not in a career sense, not in the sorry, standard sense of the word. Mm-hmm. Um I I always try to find my mentors in Okay, so a mentor is somebody who guides, motivates and inspires you, right? Mhm. And if that's what a mentor is, no, I haven't had one single person to be that. Um, besides like my mom type thing um, and my dad but I, I draw from other people from my peers from older people I like to observe oh so you think peers can be a mentor in a sense yes I think if if you are able to see where other people strengths lie where their uh, weaknesses lie and learn from that adapt things to your life and your style of doing things um, I think in that sense, they can be mentors. Like, there's a lot of things that I like about Maurice's, um, the way he handles business and the way he, he the things he do he does to be successful. Um, he's a he's hard one. He's very driven. Yeah, very driven. He has a lot of self-motivation. He get, you know, he'll get up 5 o'clock in the morning, even if he just went to sleep at 3. Like, it's setting him to do that. So, like, seeing things like that from him and just other people, um, I... I've used those things to kind of make me me, right? Um, so in that sense, I've had tons of mentors, but they weren't like du- like direct mentors. I never talked to them. Right. Um, recently, I have reached out to a couple people. Uh, well, one person specifically, but to be a mentor or somebody I can go to because I like the way that they do, like they handle stuff, but I've never had a, a real mentor. I like the idea of... of- peers being mentors mm-hmm. in a way because for me I have never been able to like really have a mentor in my career in a career sense because yeah. I'm I'm an awkward person <laughs> <laughs> and I've never been able to like form that connection with somebody yeah. like career wise to be like hey you should you know help me out or like teach yeah. me your ways right I've never been in, I've <laughs> yeah. never had that right. or especially like in college I couldn't like 
chop it up with the teacher. Like, I'm just not that person. I'm yeah. just like, oh, you're here to give me a lecture, and then I'm leaving. Bye. Yeah, that's big facts. I don't want to talk to you. Right. <laughs> I don't even want to talk to you. You come around asking for homework. Like, get the fuck out of my face. Like, yeah. why would I talk to you after class? But the thing is, I think they are needed, though. Um, I do think they are needed. I do think they are needed um, because you can't get to where you haven't been without somebody who's been there before. I mean, you can, but it, you'll you'll fall in the cracks. You'll stumble. You know, you'll trip, scrape your knee, all that shit. But if you have somebody who's walked the path before, they can tell you, yo, roadblock ahead. Right. You know, take this detour. So I I do think they're needed, um, but I think they all they come in different shapes and sizes. And, um, yeah, I think you can find them, find mentors in anything, in any way. Um, even like y'all, my bad, I don't mean to draw, like make a drawn out explanation, but even y'all, like my, our friend group, I draw inspiration from y'all all the time. All of y'all are college grads. If y'all don't know, I haven't graduated from college yet, but, um, so I, I see the way that y'all do things and I, I really am inspired by it. So Aww. yeah, y'all, y'all my niggas, man. So cute. Man. Shut up. It's <laughs> the next question. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, but so with that, I like I said, I haven't graduated college yet, um, and it is discouraging a little bit. Um, it was very discouraging. I talked about it. Uh, shout out to Jan on her podcast. If anyone cares, um, but how how, do you, how have you dealt with that? As far as, like, feeling that discouragement from that. I mean, like, I know it can be really hard to see others around you and what looks like everybody else may have their situation figured out. Yeah. So how have you personally dealt with Um, dealing with that discouragement? I am a thinker, like, and I think way too much. But I think in a lot of ways it's helped me overcome even my anxiety, bouts of depression, and bouts of discouragement, as we're speaking about right now, I think that with uh, I I understand that my struggle is specifically my struggle, and even though other people might look like they have everything together, I know I have to say in my mind like I know that they don't. You know what I mean? Right. Everybody has their own struggle. It doesn't matter. So I I I guess I put everything in perspective. And I have an understanding of perception versus reality. Mm -hmm. So I don't let myself get hung up on this person being 22 buying their first house. Because I understand that they they had a struggle to get there. And whatever their struggle was, they were able to get there. And even with that, it comes with its own thing. Maybe they had help or whatever. Right. But I don't have to compare myself to that to feel successful. I know that I'm successful in my own right. And my time is coming. Right. I think... um, and just finding my own passion. I guess we'll get to that later. But finding what I'm passionate about. I um, feel like it, it, it is difficult to like deal with that discouragement because you will get discouraged, like discouraged mm-hmm. o- along your career journey. And that's yeah. just like yeah. <laughs> the fact of life. And like you said, it may come faster for others, yeah. but they're going through their own thing. But I, mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. Idea though. Just just keep your mind on the end goal and understand that pain, just like pain, failure, or the feeling of failure, is temporary. You'll get past it. Ooh, I like that. You know, you know, you Ooh. know. Yeah. Um, Hit him with a jewel, okay? <laughs> you know, I'm dropping jewels out here. You feel <laughs> Wait, me? stop. That's my job. Uh, okay, well, you, okay, goddamn. <laughs> 
<laughs> Let a nigga have a moment or two. God damn. Um, but what is different? What do you think is different about the job field now compared to that of our, uh, I was going to say ancestors, but like our parents and grandparents of a different generation? Do you think much has changed? You know what? I think... And I'm I'm gonna go out on a limb here because I don't know many, like, of our parents' generation, no. like people of our parents' generation. But I think that previous to us, they didn't look for their passion or their purpose. They mm. looked for survival. So, Security. like, if there are jobs hiring at a bank, you're gonna go work at a bank. If there are jobs hiring for, uh, you know, a warehouse. They're going to go work at a warehouse. So I feel like the whole idea of like finding your passion and your purpose and you wanting to do it for the rest of your life. I feel like that's a new concept. Yeah. Damn. I didn't even think about that. But yeah. You know, because when I look at, for example, my mom, Mm -hmm. she um, she wanted to be an art teacher. So she went to school for art. She. you know, wanted to, to teach kids and she got her license and everything. And then she moved to Minnesota and she didn't maintain that license for whatever reason. I think it's something about the test, yeah. but guess where was hiring a bank. Yeah. And so she took that opportunity and she's been working there. God, I want to say like 20 some years Yeah. along. Same with my dad. He, has gotten so many like certificates and things like that that basically give him skills. Yeah. He has so many skill sets, like yeah. actual things that people will pay him to do, you know, to yeah. do it. Right. And I don't think a lot of our generation has those skills anymore. Yeah. Or those the drive to get those skills. Right. Because yeah. in my mind that's just boring. I don't want to do that. I want right. to do something fun. I want to do something I'm naturally good at. Yeah. I don't want to have to attain somebody else's idea of a skill. Exactly. Yeah. So I think that's a very new concept that we're yeah. portraying. Yeah. And that's why our generation feels so fucking lost because we're all like, well, what's my purpose? What's right. my passion? You know, I want yeah. to do something I love. I think, yeah, I think that's, dang, you hit, you hit the nail on the head. I think... Um, past generations, they had to, um, they they would go to companies and say, "Where can I fit in?" Right? Mm-hmm. Like, where where do you need me? How I how how can I better help your company and support my life? And our generation is more of a, what can you, you do, do for, for me? me? Yeah, yeah, like what what? How do I get people to me? You know, I want people working for me. Everybody wants to be their own C- CEO. Um, and I I say this when it comes to like people and uh like their opinions everybody feels like they have this grand platform right so they feel like everybody should listen to them should have to listen to them because their their opinion is so much more uh prevalent or Mm -hmm. prominent um and i think it's the same thing as far as careers they're like what i have to offer is so much more than what you can offer me (laughs) so you should you know work for me or listen to me or you know, I should be my own business, which is a great way of thinking, but sometimes... Right, people, so you're saying that people shouldn't listen to the podcast? No, 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 look, look, you're not going to go that far. <laughs> nah, our opinions don't matter. No, nah, our opinions are entertaining. I'm just kidding. Whether or not they matter is subjective. <laughs> that is, that is... Yeah. Woo! Oh. Woo! 
<laughs> that was some real shit. <laughs> All right, so with that being said, do you feel like our generation thinks that they're too good for laboring jobs? Um, yes. I think a lot of us... Uh, see, it's, it's hard to say the whole generation, but I think a lot of people in this generation do feel like they're over, like, the carpenter jobs and... Like, Plumber. Yeah, like, to learn a trade. I think a lot of people are over that, um, which kind of sucks because we're going to have a bunch of people who don't know how to do anything. That is 100% that accurate. Yeah. Yes. So, I don't know. But I think the way life works, it'll push people into those types mm-hmm. of positions because everybody's not going to make it to the top. Every right. business can't be successful, right? You need right. some that are in the middle. You need some that aren't as good. Um, Me personally, I when, when I do have kids, I want to encourage them to go into trades because... Really? Yeah, I I because me me and Maurice have talked about this numerous times that college is becoming a full on scam. Yeah, it's becoming everybody has a degree. Yeah, everybody has a BS in BS. Yeah, ooh, <laughs> like that's a gem right there, my nigga. I'm just saying. For real though, like it's so saturated the amount of people that have degrees. Yes, that. Are they really needed? My no. job that I'm doing right this second, I do not need a degree. Yeah. I could do it just based off of the common sense in my goddamn head. Y'all niggas hire? No, <laughs> I think we are, actually. <laughs> but. <laughs> but, I mean, it's real. Mm-hmm. And I still make a decent amount of money. Yeah. And, like, if, yeah. I, if you really think about it, it's not needed. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. I've been... Uh, a well-known advocate for, uh, well, not advocate, but I've been saying for a minute that if I, and this is just me being cocky for a second, if I got an interview for any job, and I mean any job besides like stuff like doctors and shit like that, yeah, because you actually need skill to be a surgeon. We interrupt this episode for a quick word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Trevon Sellers Design Studios. Check out TrevonSellers.com for all your branding needs, logo, and website designs, and step your brand up. But yeah, me being cocky for a second, if I got a, an interview at any job anywhere besides like doctors, surgeons, shit like that, I feel like I could do that job. I could get that job, and I could do that job because they have to train you anyway. Um... So yeah, and I just I don't know. I'm I I think that degrees are needed for certain things and are champion, but like you said, college is a scam. At least that's what I think. Any amount of money that you have to spend on it, I'm not gonna say just like the whole concept of college. I think it has a lot of good qualities, um, but the amount of money that you have to spend, it's crazy for the little bit of education that you get. Nah. And then you have to get more in debt and spend more money to get a higher level higher of education level, right. that still, like, I know people who are, I know a couple people, actually, um, who have master's degrees and, and they're working in fields where if, like, in the position that I am, that I'm in, I don't have a degree and I'm still making good money. Like, I'm mm-hmm. still making decent money mm-hmm. and I have potential to make just as much, if not more, without a degree. Right. So, it's like, more than what they're making. So, it's like, 
Why even bother? Why why did you go to school for all that time? And like, and I'm not coming at nobody at all. But it's just, it's like you you spent a bunch of money and I can get paid that or more without it. I mean, I'm guilty. I literally, I spent the money. (laughs) But so, I mean, it's not a knock at anybody or college in general. Just saying, I, I think to your point, that's why a lot of labor and jobs and trades will go, um, or sorry, um, a lot of people won't. Wait, what the fuck was the point? Uh-huh. The the laboring jobs, the the market is not there for people that want to gotcha. do those jobs. Yeah, like the the interest isn't there to do that. Right. Um, so what I think will happen is when we have kids, that generation, yeah. those kids will be the ones that will start going back to the laboring jobs because they'll realize how much money can be made. Yeah. And those people will actually. They will be balling. Yeah, because the demand <laughs> will be higher, but the supply will be lower. Exactly. Yeah. I, yep. My bad. I was. Th- I said that slow as shit, but I was thinking. <laughs> Economics. Um, yeah. You know, we, we <laughs> failed the shit out of that. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that. But, uh, yeah, yeah I, I agree with that. I think that's a good point. I think we're going to go through. I think right now we're kind of going through the entre- entrepreneurial Renaissance, where everybody feels like yes. they can be a, an entrepreneur. Everybody is CEO of myself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, seriously, like, it's crazy. And I feel like I'm falling into that category because that's something that I want to do. I do want to build a brand around myself and build a company around myself. But We're going to get into that, though. Oh, let's go. Because um, I have a feeling. <laughs> all right, well, I'm going to ask you, being that um, you did go to school for one thing and you're not necessarily working in that area right now Mm -hmm. uh are you happy at the place that you are currently in your career honestly i would honestly i would i would say yes and no okay i like this i like these because i am much happier from where i came from because Mm -hmm. i was in such a toxic situation before my current job that now that i'm in this position i feel so much happier yeah as far as like my work life, like I don't come home like crying about my job anymore. So that's cool. Yeah. But as far as what do I want to do with my career going forward, I feel a little stuck. Yeah. I feel a little stagnant. Yeah. At the place yeah. that I'm at right now. And I feel like it's going to take me a little bit of time to kind of figure out like, okay, what am I doing from here? Like, where am I going to go? Am I going to go left or am I going to go right or am I going to go Forward, backward, I don't know. Right. Well, not backward, but you get what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> Do a little reverse, don't hurt nobody. Hey. Reverse, you know. reverse. Right. But, um, so do you do you think that's because? Because I know when you start a new company, you have to find out. Okay, what are the opportunities for growth? What other positions do they have here, and what do those positions one entail, and two, like what qualifications do you need to meet to get those positions? Do you feel like that's what's stopping you, or do you feel like your interest isn't in growing with this company? It's in doing something else, but you haven't find found out what that something else is. Uh, the second one. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right, we're going to leave it there just in case anybody from work is listening. Hey. All right. But, I mean, the potential is, could be there because the company that I work for is a really, really great company. So I could mm. see myself growing with that company, just not maybe mm. necessarily in that area that I'm in, if gotcha. that makes sense. No, 100%. Um, I feel the same way about where I'm at. Um, the company that I'm in, 
like I love the job because it affords me the the income to still chase my dream and I guess I'm kind of jumping ahead of myself mm. a little bit but um it's not something I'm super passionate about and I would love to like if I would love to move up in it just so I have more expendable in- income to do other things like the podcast well that leads me to ask you so how do you follow your passion with a nine to five um this podcast has very quickly become one of the most passionate things i am i'm doing currently is this your passion podcasting Um, so podcasting is one medium of my passion um it's something that i've struggled with and i actually used to throw the idea out of my head when i was younger but or when I was in high school, but I always I, I realized very young that I have um, an affinity for speaking to people. Um, and some of the things a lot of the things I say to people resonate with them in some way. Um, I would say that's a true statement. Thank you. Um, and I, I wanted to get into therapy at one point because I was like, people always say, I feel so comfortable talking to you. I feel like I can just open up. People used to spill out shit that they... Not, I, I've had teachers spill out their hearts to really? me before. Yeah, so it's like... It's just random. Yeah. Telling me about shit just that I should not be talking about. Mm-hmm. So it, it just... So that used to always play in my head. Like, should I be a therapist? Should I go into that? Um, A couple people mentioned... Uh, people that I'm close to mentioned uh, uh, motivational speaking. And I was like... Yeah, but I don't have, I've never sat down and wrote a motivational speech and I don't know where to begin with that. It's something that I probably would do somewhere some, at some point in my life. I just don't know and you know how, but. I feel like people who are motivational speakers are usually closer to the end of their journey, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. And you may not quite be at the end of that journey yet. Exactly. And and that's exactly where it is. It's like, how 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 can I motivate somebody when, to do more with their life when I don't feel like I've made it to the point at which. I'm comfortable in mine. Right. Um, so that but that is something that I would love to get into later in life. But I just to answer your question, I I carve out time in in my day to focus on my passion. Um so there's you work you go to work for eight hours, maybe nine hours, eight and a half to nine hours, right? Um, daily, maybe more if your job is super demanding if but after work, you have to find time to devote to your passion. If you can't do it every day after work, a couple times a week, once a week, start off wherever you can, but put in that time. Um, also, I think something that helps with that is basically you carving out a time to say this time is yeah. dedicated to whatever it may be, whether it's, you know, your blog or your podcast or you like start, whatever it is. Photography, whatever. On Thursdays at six o'clock, I turn off my phone. I don't need to be interacting with anybody. This time is dedicated to this. Yeah. So it's like what a schedule is or having a planner is, is literally a budget for your life. Right. It's a time budget. You have this many hours in each day. You allot this many hours for work. You have this hour or so for gym. And then you, so you have to make a budget plan mm. with your day. Mm. That same idea. I just I like, thought about that. Oh, yeah, I, I just like thought about that. that. Like that. <laughs> because you wouldn't, you wouldn't go throughout life without a plan for your money. Exactly. So why wouldn't you have a plan, plan for, for your, your time? For your time. 
your time is money, literally. Exactly. And My it, God. So, yeah, like, I, I think, and I, I haven't done that to the stru- like that structure level but it's something that I I'm I'm just getting into budgeting. Yeah. And I did my budget last week and I realized how much more money I could have been saving. Yeah. And I'm that like that budgeting would do that to you. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> yo. I'm like, I'm, 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 but what? Matter of fact, I need to talk to you about that too. Man, I I looked at like our statements of how much we eat out. There was one month where we spent motherfucking like five hundred dollars. Yeah, it's like yo, it's like niggas ain't that hungry. (laughs) Fuck that chicken, man. And then so now that we do this budgeting thing, now I'd be like slims or that goddamn pizza in the freezer. Yeah, yeah, it looks like the pizza. Right, fucking slims was bad. Was bomb. Only got twenty dollars in, in the little yeah. cash fund. Oh, should I? Oh, okay. Yeah, well, I, I need coffee. I need coffee the rest of this week. Yep. So. Damn yeah, Skippy. I, I know. I know how it works. Damn Skippy. But um. <laughs> so, I was. I got one. One big question. Mm. Um. Excuse me. Uh. So if you were given a million dollars, right? Mm-hmm. To start. Any business or do with it whatever you wanted. Mm-hmm. Uh, what would it be? What would the business be, or how would you use that money? Mm, that's a good question. I got some ideas for myself, you know. But uh, okay, so I think I would start a a plus size clothing boutique. I fucks with it because with it. myself, I love fashion i love getting dressed up i love styling people yeah and i find it as a plus size woman very very difficult to shop for myself Mm. like actually going into a physical store that like has like the hot trends that i want to wear right and so i would love to have my own boutique not like a not like a chain or anything but you know just a simple like boutique in yeah. in you know downtown Minneapolis or like somewhere that people can get to because I feel like women in my size actually women in general mm-hmm. yeah. the average size of a woman I think is like a size 16 yeah so it's not so it's like we are the average but everything else is made right. for this imaginary woman but that's a whole other topic yeah for real so I want to have something where I can help women who also want to dress, you know, be on their flyest. Yeah. Flyest shit, you know. Hey. <laughs> yes, queen. You know. Yeah. So that's what I was spend my money on. <laughs> you know, the storefront, the clothing, you yeah. know, all that kind of stuff. So, question, would you would you have designers um or like design clothes and then you sell them in your place or would you sell like high-end stuff from other places or just clothes from other places? You know what? I would probably I would probably look for local designers, mm-hmm. um, if possible, if they're, you know, willing to, like, make clothing in larger sizes. If they're not, then, you know, fuck you. But right. um, <laughs> I would probably look for local and, like, local black designers Yeah, no, and try and do it that way. But if not, then, you know, yeah. well-known or not even well-known, you know, other brands that offer those. Yeah, I like that. I like that idea. Um what would think, you do? Well, first, I just want to big you up for a minute. I think you would be dope at it. Aww. Juma got the style down packed. You know, she be she be she be dressing Maurice. Thank no, just you. Like, I love I love dressing men. 
That's like my favorite that's thing. That's man. I love dressing men because it's like you can get fun with it. Like yeah. I don't know, it's just so different it's from different women. From what you, it's yeah. so different, right? And you know what what's attractive in a dude. Yes. So that's why I love it. Yeah, I feel the same <laughs> way kind of about uh dressing women, like not like on a fashion design. But if type you could shape, if you but, if you had, you know, a special woman in your life and you right. you knew her size and everything, would you go and like get out outfit oh, and like definitely. lay it out and like be like yes. be dressed and ready by I'm seven, the, babe? I'm I am the spontaneous nigga. Once I make it and I have my woman and I'm you know, I'm decent as yeah. far as money wise. I'm the nigga that I go get some shoes, dress, show up, put this on. We going out dancing. Salsa class starts at seven. Hey, you know I mean, like I like salsa. I like doing stuff like that. So, and I like showing, you know, like showing out, showing salsa up, showing out. Salsa right now. Is that a word? I don't know what the fuck you salsa. Doing. You are making guacamole. That's the fuck. Salsa. That's not salsa. That's guac. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's guac. <laughs> but, but with a million dollars. Hmm. I would invest into this podcast. Like, I yeah, I'm with yeah, it. I would, I would seriously invest in some better equipment. We <laughs> yeah, on that? Yeah, <laughs> we we are working on. I'm it, mad. Guys. We both just took a deep breath. Of that. <laughs> hmm. Big things coming. <laughs> yeah, but um, definitely, and into the podcast as far as equipment, um, in the brand and merch, uh, a studio. And I would love to, and I, I, I wasn't going to say this, but I'll speak it, um, a network, you know, have a, have an entire network for up and coming podcasts, um, or established podcasts if they want to be a, a part of the network and just grow. That's um, super dope. Yeah. You know, I think, I think, yeah, I think it'd be dope. And I know that like on the, on the East coast and on the West coast a little bit, they have a lot of little pockets of podcasts and even down South. Yeah. It? So, but the Midwest doesn't have a centralized unit for um, podcasting. And I feel like, you know, not too long horn, but I feel like we could be that. Literally, I feel like, yeah, the Midwest is always ignored. It really is. So to have like a, a Midwest yeah. like podcast network. I think it'd be dope. That would be dope. I don't, because, you know, I like Minnesota so much. Like even the, the friends that I've made through podcasts, and I tweeted this the other day. Um, but the people that I met through like this podcast journey mm-hmm. have been some of the dopest people I've met for real ever. And so shout out to J- Jan yeah, Ray. right? Shout out Jan. <laughs> shout out Chanel. Shout out Aaliyah. Uh, just everybody. Shout out uh, Benny. Just it, it's a bunch of people who I've met through this, and you know everybody's creative in their own way, but everybody gets along. Like I don't. Growing and they're up, supportive. Super supportive. Not like... Yeah. Shout out Terry Blues. Down. My bad. But, yeah. It, yeah. They don't They don't hate on you. They they try to big you up. And, and the, even offer advice. That's what I was just like. Yo, Jan, I didn't know her from a can of paint. <laughs> <laughs> She's just... Wait, wait, wait. Pause for one second. <laughs> I never understood that goddamn... Reference? Right. I don't know it. I don't... Because I... Okay, yeah, I don't know paint, but why paint? Like, <laughs> yeah, right. a can of paint. It could be a can of worms, a can of beans. I use paint sometimes. Right. You got a house, you know? Yeah. You used paint before. <laughs> but I, I don't understand that expression, but... Um, if anybody knows, please... Yo, real shit, let me know. Please let I'm, us I'm know. I'm curious. <laughs> 
But I, I didn't know her from nobody. And then she, she reached out and was like, you know, I listened to a couple episodes here. This is what it seems like you're doing. I, I feel like you can do this with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and send me, like, ideas for names of segments and everything. Like, it was super dope. And this was all off the strength of a tweet that I had put out. Yeah. And it was just like, um, I need some more ideas for my podcast. Like, literally, I was talking to myself. I tweet to myself. Nobody followed yeah. me like that. So... <laughs> But yeah, so it it was dope. So I think I would invest it into this podcast and growing it, um, and of course help out you know some of my other friends and creatives in this space to get their shit popping too. That's a that's a super dope. Yeah, you know, idea. We're gonna make some moves. Live podcast coming soon. <laughs> More details come about that within the next two episodes. All right. So last question: Do you feel like you found your purpose? Uh, yes. I think I'm finding, I'm, you know, I found my purpose. I feel like I'm growing in my purpose right now. Ooh, I think I'm in the process of, (laughs) of, of growing in it. I think there's a lot of growth to be uh, made or done or whatever in this process, but I I definitely think I, I've, I finally found it. It's been a long time coming. Um, what about you? I don't feel like I'm quite there yet. Yeah. I feel like I'm still on my journey of figuring out what my next move is or if I will have a next move or what life is going to be like, what I want to do in my career. I'm still in the process of finding that out. Yeah. Do you feel um, uh, a need to be practical in your search for your purpose? Yeah. Because you're married and like have this life to uphold that you can't risk a little bit more, that you can't take certain risks? In a way, but also, and this may sound like kind of messed up, but I'm so comfortable mm-hmm. that, and I, I'm, I'm very much like a non-risk taker, so mm-hmm. maybe that is it. I'm just so comfortable in my current situation that I'm like, what do I need to Venture reach out for, out yeah. for mm-hmm. you know? But I will say this. And this also is going to sound super corny, but I have always found deep meaning in family. Like, mm-hmm. I've always wanted to be a mother yeah. and have a family. And I feel like a large part of my purpose and my fulfillment will come from that, yeah. from kids and a family and just, like, upholding a household. Yeah. So, does that mean stay-at-home Juma coming? It might, so. it might be. <laughs> I I wouldn't mind it, although I've heard stay-at-home moms get very, very bored. But yeah. I feel like I would be okay with doing that for a couple years and then making a comeback. Yeah. So, do you think, and this is kind of going off the rails a little bit, but do you think um, stay-at-home Juma would find her purpose at that point would have more time maybe to, to find a maybe that would be the time for me to figure out okay what is it that i want to do because there's one thing that i'm thinking about that i know we've had a conversation about that i'm not going yeah yeah publicize. yeah yep. but with that extra time you could do that yeah and it would you would have content to do that yeah and yeah i think that that could be dope i think you need to start it now but 
that's a whole other conversation. That is, we, yeah, we're yeah. going to talk you about that. I should put it out here to the <laughs> no, people so no. they put some don't pressure put on there. your back. No, no, no. Don't put it out there. But Don't put it out there. But. I think, I, nah, I think it, uh, but yeah, yeah. I just want to know, like, do did you think, um, because, like, you have this life that you have to uphold, that you have to stay within, you know, practical career paths, as opposed to, you know, jumping out on faith and saying, you know, I kind of want to try this a little bit. I feel like there is a little bit of that yeah. pressure in a way. Yeah. Because, you know, we have the house and, mm-hmm. like, there is a standard of living that we have to maintain mm-hmm. in order to, like, keep our life comfortable. So, yeah, again, I'm not I'm not a huge risk taker. Yeah. Like, this here, like, me doing the podcast, this is the, like, most I've ever, like, gotten out of my comfortable bubble yeah because normally i don't like being the center of attention i don't want to be the voice for people i don't want to voice my opinion because i'm usually afraid of what people are gonna think yeah so this has been like yeah (laughs) a step out of my comfort zone for real well i appreciate you for joining like and you've done great in it Aww. You got a voice for it, so we don't. Uh, you don't make me cry <laughs> every episode. He's gonna make me cry, guys. Well, for real, like I, I really appreciate you doing this. Um, and jumping out of your comfort zone, honestly, I was the same way. Granted, I love speaking, yeah, but only to my small circles. Um, if I was friends with you, you would hear a bunch of my opinionated stuff. If you weren't, and, then you know, it was like yeah. fuck it, right? You know, but um, yeah. You guys, well, thank I, you. I appreciate yeah, you. Yeah. I really appreciate your positivity. Yeah, you know, we got to help each other grow through conversation. Wow. Aww. Shameless plug. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. Well, on that note, we're going to end this with Juma's Jewels. Juma's Jewels. Juma's Jewels. <laughs> so this is the advice and personal well-being segment where I will share with our conversationalists a jewel of wisdom, whether that be a quote, an interesting fact I found, words of affirmation, or a write-in from a listener to give them some advice. All right, guys. So... As a millennial, we often compare ourselves with our peers in terms of social media and feel left out or feel not up to par when it comes to our career journey. This piece of advice I had, I had to learn the hard way from my very own love of my life, Maurice. Mauricio. While I was working at my previous job, I don't think I could have been any more miserable during those two years that I worked for that company. I suffered from anxiety and depression during this time to the point where I had not slept a full eight hours in a row for about a month straight. The job was full of pressure, but I needed to pay the bills. But in a cycle of not getting enough sleep and working almost 11 hours every single day, it left me exhausted by the end of the day to apply for jobs. My break finally came when Maurice was working at a job fair and he went around to different companies getting business cards and telling recruiters about me. So wait, hold on, pause real quick. If you ain't got a man that's gonna go to a job fair on his own job, like like on the clock, yes, yes, take the time out to speak to people to big you. Come on, look, ladies, if you ain't got a nigga like that, come get me. <laughs> <laughs> like, I really, I really, really do appreciate no, that, that him, like so deeply man. because I wouldn't be where I am if it wasn't for him. There. But my piece of advice is this. Be patient 
in your career journey because your time will come. You cannot compare your situation to others based off of what you see on social media because many times it's all an illusion or a front that's put up by that person. And I severely had to learn this lesson myself mm -hmm. and be patient with myself because mm -hmm. I was so frustrated and hard on myself thinking, why can't you muster up the energy, you know, get it together. Like you just need to apply for jobs. Mm -hmm. Don't be so hard on yourself. This whole career thing is a journey and it's going to take time for you to figure out what the fuck this thing mm -hmm. called life is yeah. and what we're doing. And I'm still on that journey now, as we talked about, but Everyone that's listening, if you feel that you're stuck in that journey, just know that your time is coming. Yeah. That's I, I couldn't say it any better myself. You know, I, I appreciate you, Juma. I'm inspired. Thank you. I want to go apply for some jobs. <laughs> I, I, like, for real. I feel like I just want to... Give me the laptop. Where the laptop? <laughs> Where the laptop at? I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. <laughs> I'm going to get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But actually, I am going to apply for a job because I was just talking to uh, somebody about it. Somebody went to school with. Um, he's a listener. Shout out. Hey. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I might think about making a move to a different company. We, oh. Yeah. Okay, uh, we're going to talk. Yeah, we're going to talk after the after the thing go up. I want people knowing where I'm at and then popping up at my job. <laughs> but, um, yeah, uh, thank you guys for listening. Thank you, Juma, for that jewel. You know, Thank you, 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 listeners, for tuning in every week as you do. Yeah. We appreciate you. We definitely appreciate you. Um, this has been another episode of the Zayson Podcast. Oh, do you uh, want to shout out your... Oh, you can find me on Instagram at Zay with three underscores on Twitter as well. Uh, Juma, where can they find you? They can find me at Najuma underscore Krista, and that is N-A-J-U-M-A underscore Krista with a K facts and uh if you want to write in um and have your story shared on juma's jewels we will not expose your name um everything will be 100 percent anonymous i think that's what we're gonna do going forward oh for sure yeah so no names but just share your story if you want to want us to comment on it advice whatever um and you can email that either well, you can email that to us at zaysomethingpod at iCloud.com or just send us a DM um, and we'll, you know, read it on, on the air and give yeah. you some advice, some good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, again, this has been another episode of the Zay Something Podcast. Please, please subscribe when so you can get notifications when yes. we upload every Tuesday. Subscribe, comment, like, all that. Share. And rate us, man. You know, if you got iTunes, please rate us. Let us know how we're doing. You know, if you want some more from us, you know, say that. But rate. Say that. Say that. <laughs> <laughs> but, yes. Thank you for listening. And scene. <laughs>